morning and welcome at that time. Once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group. Happy Thursday to all. Uh, it is week of the Super Bowl and the Waste Management Open. I heard this morning it's going to be in the 80s every single day for the uh, the golf tournament here, the the greatest golf party on earth. Uh, they're saying that there's going to be over 800,000 people this year that are going to go, you know, over the course of the week. Uh, what great weather to, to view it. Before you head out to the lakes, make sure you call and get your, uh, you know what, your assets protected. 800-951-0592, the website at allamericangold.com. Of course, the physical delivery of legal, lawful, constitutional tender. That is what we do. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, great show lined up today. We're going to hear from David Stockman. Uh, Stockman was a was an integral part of the Ronald Reagan tax cuts. Uh, here are his opinions on the new tax cuts. Alan Greenspan. I know he's old, but he. I. I. I I'm not going to lie. We're playing Alan Greenspan because I want to pat myself on the back. Because I've been telling you that it, that I know what's coming. And Arlene, you know, when you call in order to, to, to you can ask Arlene because uh, I tell her every day these. You, and I and I say idiots, but you're not idiots. But you have no idea what's really going to. You you just don't know, right? And mostly because you just don't want to know, right? I mean, let's face facts, right? It is uh, the the whole reason for a twenty six thousand you know stock market Dow, whatever you want to call it is because of manipulation and, and deliberate bubble-blowing by the Federal Reserve, and now uh, our, our federal government's getting in on the act. And you look at any measure from uh, irrational exuberance to, you know, where everybody, nobody thinks the stock market's going to go down. I listened to some of these guys at that parade out here. They, they got no clue. Right, it's the same guys. By the way, I hope none of you bought Bitcoin. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, who knows? Early to tell, but uh, down below uh, ten thousand, uh, possibly going to go below nine. I don't know. Uh, I just know enough to say stay away from it. But when you have, you know, everybody rowing the boat in the same direction. Uh, it always leads to the same things. And, and standard deviation, you know, the Dow is over 4,000 points above its 200-day moving average, which just uh, leads to obvious signs that things are going to head the other direction. Alan Greenspan today uh, really just, you know, better, I guess, for him to say it than for me to say it, of talking about stagflation, which is exactly what I said was going to happen. And then we're going to hear from Amir Abdani, who is another one of the uh, major, major uh, gold miners in the world today. Uh, they're talking about uh, gold, gold supply, uh, the, the, the what, what we can expect. 
as far as the gold supply goes, all of that critical uh, to making sure your assets are protected. We had car sales out today. Uh, I'll just tell you, they were disappointing. Uh, and and not surprising, they had to give away all those discounts to just to try to get rid of those 2017s before the new year rolled around. Uh, car sales were disappointing this morning. Uh, the Dow yesterday th- closed at the lows. Uh, right now it's really flat. It's only down a couple of points. Uh, the we productivity was out. That one was a big surprise. Everyone, you know, because they've been bragging about the labor market. And, too soon to tell, really. Uh, but labor productivity actually fell in the fourth quarter of 2017. Real earnings. And this one was a shocker even to me. Real earnings, when you factor in inflation, down again. Uh, so that was a big uh, a big number uh, that people were were looking at this morning. We'll, we'll kind of try to break down all of those things, uh, and then we had our first uh, first major company come out and call for a one hundred percent chance for a recession uh, in the next twenty four months. If we get time, uh, that was KKR this morning, and we'll talk about why. So when we when we Listen to David Stockman and then Alan Greenspan. You're going to understand the whys, uh, and then we'll we'll get to uh, like I said, what, what's happening in the gold mining world? Are they finding any gold? Is it coming out of the ground? All of those things. We did have ISM and construction spending. Those numbers were were in line. ISM was a little softer, but not bad. Construction spending uh, was was decent in the and that was a, the construction was a December number. ISM uh, was a January number. Jobless claims has been right where it's been two hundred thirty thousand, kind of right where it's been. Tomorrow uh, we'll get the government jobs number, uh, and I think that's going to be a big number. We we had the Federal Reserve come out yesterday. No surprise. No rate hike. Janet Yellen's last being Matter of fact, Jerome Powell, I think, takes over on Monday. Um, they did say that they they thought that that inflation could get to the 2% level in 2018. So I guess, you know, I mean, I don't know, is that big news? They've been saying that every year. Uh, they may actually be right this time. Uh, but But no surprise there. Uh, so, so gold's up a couple of bucks right now. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. 800 So we, we talked a lot about the last, really think about the last week. Starting with uh, Steve Mnuchin last week, of course, the Treasury Secretary, you know, kind of, not kind of, just said, hey, we don't care about the dollar. You know, that was really what he said. I don't care. <laughs> Lower, fine. And it's not a, I, I don't pay attention to it. And, and saying to the rest of the world that the United States doesn't want a strong dollar, which, you know, that's you know, not politically correct to say. And then they tried to walk back from it. Uh, but then this week we found out why. Right? The Treasury had to come out. And, and and I know for a lot of people, they, they want to make it complicated, and I probably haven't done the best job of making it uncomplicated for you. The announcement that they made about debt 
sales just tells you what is going to happen and and rise the rates are going to really start picking up pace here and it's going to cause a lot of pain out there uh we're, we're going to start with david stockman and then we're going to go to alan greenspan hopefully maybe these guys can explain it a little better uh ramon let's start with stockman you think that the treasury is going to fall short because of these tax cuts right about a 1.2 trillion dollars short yeah, um, this tax cut will cost the first year $280 billion. Uh, we already had a $700 billion deficit built in. They're adding $100 billion to appropriations. They got $100 billion uh, for uh, disaster relief. That's $1.2 trillion in the 10th year of a recovery. It's unheard of. Well, there's certainly, it's, it's absolutely true that they're not cutting back on spending, and that's a disgrace. Washington is always spending too much money. But don't you believe that tax cuts do generate more income? more revenue. No, not this one. Uh, and even if it generates 1% more growth next year, that'd be $200 billion of GDP, $40 billion of revenue. But you're giving away $280 billion. You've got a $1.2 trillion to borrow. And you've got the Fed clearly signaling for the first time in 30 years that they're not monetizing the debt. In fact, they're shrinking right. their balance sheet. No, they're, they're they've got to sell $600 billion well, dollars but, worth but of bonds. But yields. That's, but that's see, the point is yeah. there's no free lunch. Yields are going to I rise that's dramatically. That's the only way you can sell bonds when you have that much coming in the market. But again, getting back to the revenue from the tax cuts, back during your era in the Reagan administration, after the tax cuts kicked in in 1983, there was an increase for the Reagan era of 51.4% of revenue. If there is that kind of increase in revenue because of this tax cut, uh, it ain't going to be so bad. No, that's not. That's just a mythology about the Reagan era. There was a huge. Wait reset. a minute! You're dumping on your own era. Yes, I am because I want the truth to be known, and that is, there was a huge recession. There was six quarters of bounce. Okay, back. but hold on, but, hold on, David, but, but David, 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 David please. I, I have to get the facts out. D- David, David okay? the fact is, is that the tax cuts did not kick in until after the recession. Once the tax cuts kicked in in 1983, the recession was pretty much over. In 1983, we grew by 4%. That was a hell of a juxtaposition from a recession. All right. Well, I was there, and I think I know more about it than you do, frankly. I'm just quoting the, I'm just well, quoting well, the facts okay. from the Treasury uh, Department. The fact David, is, you know during that. the eight years of the Reagan administration, real GDP grew at 3.5%. But the, the tax cuts did not cut in until 1983. It, does, it doesn't matter. Of course it does. But look at these growth stats, David. 4% in 1983, over 7% in 1984. These are huge numbers. Don't you think we're going to have at least part of that bump as a result of these tax cuts. No, because that was right after a deep recession. We're now 10 years after the last recession. It's apples and oranges. You, the, these numbers that you're using don't make any sense. Well, and the numbers that, that you see on the left-hand side of the screen there are from, are from the Treasury Department. So well, the Treasury Department is run by people who don't have, don't have a clue about real economics, okay? Right. I'm sorry. All right, well, we got, we got to run, but I have to ask, when do you think this is good. One thing I have to agree with you on, David, is that they're going to be selling a lot of bonds in the market, both the Treasury and the Fed. Uh, and the only way you can sell that many bonds in that amount is by raising interest rates. So I agree with you there. I do believe interest rates are going to go higher. How much higher and how is that going to affect inflation? Well, there's two or three hundred basis points higher interest rates. That means bondholders are going to be taking 20, 30, 40 percent losses. There is going to be 
carnage in the bond market, which will stop this economy short after a 10-year recovery, so-called, that's been the weakest in history. Okay. The idea that this massive deficit in this tax or this deficit finance tax cuts are going to rescue the economy is so wrong. That was Stockman and, and a couple of things. He brings up a couple of good points. Right? The, the Reagan tax cuts happened right, to get out of a recession. We're not in a recession. Right? We haven't, you know, allegedly, we haven't been in one in a long time. So you're not going to get nearly the bounce. The other part of that, and, and the part that I keep trying to tell everybody, there's a couple of other things, too, that Reagan had. Right? Interest rates were like near 20%. They went all the way down to 6 That really probably did more to help growth than any tax cut. And then, of course, remember, that's when the Social Security Trust Fund started. That, as a matter of fact, that was at the, like, the maximum levels because they, they adjusted all the pay. Uh, nobody was retiring yet, and they were building that trust fund, which they were spending, uh, not actually saving. So there was a lot of things that were different then than now. But the, the key part to what they really talked about was right at the end. Okay, how are we going to sell all these bonds? This is something the world's never seen this many bonds before. And it's not going to end. And that's the problem. You know, you could have a spike in bonds here and a spike over there, but then it's like, no, but then it's going to taper. Yeah, we'll have a spike for a quarter or two or maybe even uh, a year, but then it's going to start going down. We don't have that this time. All we have is more debt and more debt as far as the eye can see. And the thing that they talked about, nobody's talked about it. The losses in the bond market. I don't know if Stockman's right. If we go up two or 300 basis points, that's four to $600 billion more on top of the debt, right on top of these numbers. And if you think about it really right now, the 10-year note uh, right this second is 274. And we probably started, you know, started this at about 2.1. So we're we're already up o- over a half of a point. Uh, if we got to go up another point and a half or two and a half points, uh, he's right. The losses in the bond market would would just be devastating. Uh, and really, we're in this terrible spot. And I think this is what Alan Greenspan uh, was talking about as well yesterday. Ramon, let's play Greenspan. Chairman Greenspan, one of the things that we're talking about, and I spoke to Martin Feldstein about it today, is our expanding debt and our expanding deficit. It gives pause that we will go to $1 trillion in deficit here in the near future. What do those debts and deficits mean to Alan Greenspan? Uh, They mean (laughs) what it's meaning to everybody else, namely that we're dealing with a fiscally unstable long-term outlook in which inflation will take hold. In fact, uh, I was very much surprised that in the State of the Union message yesterday, uh, all those new initiatives were not funded. And I think we're getting to the point now where the breakout is going to be on, on the inflation upside. The only question is when. We've been through a, almost a decade now of stagnation and we're working our way towards stagflation, which, as you know, is a combination of both of those. 
That's a very difficult type of uh, monetary policy to be in. But I think what we're seeing uh, eventually here is uh, an issue where we've got to confront the deficit. In fact, I've been arguing for quite a long period of time that entitlements are eating into gross domestic savings, and they've been doing that consistently, dollar for dollar, since 1965. You knock down gross domestic savings, and inevitably, domestic debt, uh, basically uh, every type of debt uh, uh, tends to rise. Right. And... uh, and uh, we have to get out of this loop. Stagflation is what we're going to see. I've been telling you this for a long time. I hey, listen, and I didn't go to the fancy pants schools that Alan Greenspan went to. Right, it's right in front of your face. Whether or not you want to live in reality is up to you. the The most important thing. Think about what he said. Right, not only about. Uh, the out-of-control spending and all, all of this stuff now, uh, none of it paid for, right? The way we're just going to go into debt because we don't know what else to do because if we have to pay for it, <laughs> right, if we got to pay for it, we got to cut stuff that nobody wants to touch, right? Who wants to touch Medicaid, Medicare? You want to touch that? You want to touch those? No one does. We have to. We're going to. Trust me, we're gonna. And really, the the stock market and the bond market is nothing more than this huge inflated bubble that's been fueled by reckless money printing. Think about all the reasons. Why have you been buying gold all of this time? Think about this. Our, we've been here 22 years. Why is it? And it's, of course, to what? To protect yourself and to hedge yourself against, unfortunately, against our own Federal Reserve and against our own federal government. And you start thinking about what what really is the next logical thing that's going to happen. Interest rates are going to rise, not because, oh, well, it's because the economy's doing it. It has nothing to do with that. Let's face it. This new great economy, we didn't grow at 7%. Heck, we didn't even get three. Right? We got a, we got a couple of quarters above three, but for the 2017, we didn't even get 3%. And now you're sitting there and you're, you're talking about record levels of debt, and, and Stockman brought up a great point. Hey, the Federal Reserve... They're selling bonds as well. So now there's really even more than that. So think about the the conundrum that that Stockman and Greenspan point out and and I forgot, you know what you're right, we did have a bad disaster. I forgot about that hundred billion. You look at debts according to what the Treasury released yesterday, it looks like we're gonna hit the, the good number is going to hit a trillion dollars this year. Without infrastructure, without the military, without any of that other stuff, and, and you know, one percentage point of GDP, about $200 billion, 
which is about forty billion dollars worth of tax revenue on a bill that cost two eighty. Uh, so we'd need a lot of growth, right? We then this remember what I said. Four percent's not three percent's definitely not enough. Four percent's not enough. Five percent's not enough. You'd have to be near those Reagan levels uh, to actually pull it off. I just don't think it's going to happen. You know, it's not. Where the ten-year note goes and all the other notes go, I don't know. Uh, they're going to be higher. I think we're going to be well north of three percent. Uh, that means there's going to be huge losses in the bond market. Uh, it's going to make things tough on Wall Street as well, and, and we'll just have to wait and see how tough it gets. Alan Greenspan all of a sudden sounding like me. Stagflation is on the way. The most difficult of all the inflation. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. There have now been two terrorist attacks in New York City in recent weeks carried out by foreign nationals here on green cards, President Trump told an impromptu news conference in December. The first attacker came through the visa lottery and the second through chain migration. We're going to end both of them, the lottery system and chain migration, the president declared. We're going to end them fast. Well, the first terrorist attack occurred on October 31st, when Saifulo Saipav, a Muslim immigrant from Uzbekistan, drove a rented truck through a crowd of pedestrians and cyclists, killing eight and injuring 12. Saipav had sworn allegiance to ISIS and reportedly asked to display the ISIS flag in his hospital room where he was recovering from a gunshot wound. Saipov came to the United States in 2010 after winning the annual lottery for 50,000 visas, which our government foolishly grants to people from the most diverse countries, defined as those that sent fewer than 50,000 immigrants to the U.S. during the previous five years. Over one million people without skills have received one of these so-called diversity visas since the program began, and the average recipient brings three relatives to settle here permanently. In the latest attack on December 11th, Akayed Ullah, a Muslim immigrant from Bangladesh, set off a pipe bomb in the crowded tunnel that links Times Square to the nation's busiest bus terminal, which serves over 200,000 passengers each weekday. Ola came to the United States in 2011 after qualifying for an F-43 visa as the child of a sibling of a U.S. citizen, his uncle, through what's called extended family chain migration. He was one of 141,000 immigrants who have entered the U.S. from Bangladesh through chain migration since 2005, an astounding number equal to the population of Dayton, Ohio. Ola repeatedly traveled to Bangladesh in recent months before initiating his attack here. This is the same mistake the U.S. made in letting the Boston Marathon bombers back in after suspicious trips abroad. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. 
go online to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800 Yesterday we ran the, what was it? I forget what I, what did I call it? The dumb, stupid, idiot special, because you had to be dumb, stupid, or an idiot, or just didn't have the money to buy them. They were the the Type 2 $20 Liberties. Uh, those were the the ones that were in the first 10 years. 1866 to 1876, where they didn't spell out the word dollars on the tail side. It was just the 20D. Uh, very, very rarely do you see them. There was like 114 of them. I was so excited about it. We still had, you know, there's still about 30 or 40 available. I'll do the same thing I did yesterday. Then, by the way, and these aren't raw. These aren't BS. These are XFs. Uh, one grade below the AUs, and these are the oldest of the old when it comes to the to that Liberty series. You know, when we sell the Liberties, there is, and I will say, there is some older ones than that, but they're big, big money. Uh, but there, that's the, there's the Type 1, which is the super old, and the Type 2, which is this 10 years, and then what we call the Type 3, which is anything after that. And, and when you normally are buying $20 Liberties, those are what you're getting, those those Type 3s. And every once in a while, you may get uh, a Type 2 in there every once in a, once in a while. Uh, but this was the largest collection of Type 2s, and not just in, in the 14 years I've been here, but uh, Doug was telling me it's the largest they've ever had. They've never had that many in that grade ever. Uh, there's still about 40, 45 of them left. Uh, thirteen eighty-five. So it's just like buying a regular twenty-dollar Liberty, but you're going to get a an extra fine one. So you're going to get one grade below AU, and it's going to be one of those older, older dates, those eighteen sixty-six to eighteen seventy-six dates. Uh, very hard to come by. Uh, the twenty Ds, as I like to call them, uh, they're thirteen eighty-five. If you buy ten or more, I'll throw in a sheet of 10 silver bars. If you buy 20 or more, I'll throw in a roll of U.S. Silver Eagles so you get 20 Silver Eagles just to make it, you know, and you figure that's worth at least 20 bucks a pop right there. So uh, 800-951-0592, the 20D, the $20 Liberties, uh, XF1866 to 1876. Uh, gold's up right now about two and a half dollars, thirteen hundred forty-three bucks. So even just regular, right? You know, it's like you're paying forty-two dollars over spot. You can't beat it. But let's get to gold supply now. So we heard from Stockman, we heard from Greenspan. Now let's find out what's going on in the gold industry. Uh, Ramon, let's roll a mirror. Let's get your thoughts on the gold price now. Last time we spoke, you told me it would be crazy for someone not to be in gold. That was, you know, in September. We're at a higher gold price right now. Uh, the metal has really taken off so far this year. Is it just seasonality, or do you think the, the, the rally really has legs here? Well, I think last year I said it was crazy. I would say this year it's probably absurd not to be in gold, in the sense that, let's, uh, you know, just in Barron's this weekend, I, I, there was a segment on gold talking about how gold has been in a stealth bull market, quietly, you know, moving up. 
You've heard guys like Dennis Gartman talk about how since the 2015 lows, we've seen higher lows, etc. I just think today, when you look at the fact that inflation is on the rise, we have excessive valuations for the stock market. Every day is a new all-time high. Global debt, U.S. government is not shut down. I mean, the, the political dysfunctionalities and issues that could exist. It leads me back to the point that it would be insane. It would be really absurd not to have protection and that insurance uh, with gold in the portfolio. I think gold prices are acting very well. If that wall at 1350 falls, we could see a real major breakout in the gold price. But I don't see the follow-through yet in the equities. I just feel that this is a more constructive tone for the gold price. But I think the equities are definitely a lagging uh, factor here. And that the flows haven't been there on the equity side. The other part to the equation is supply, gold supply that's out there. Do you find there's enough exploration taking taking place on the mining side here? Are we finding enough gold? The, the industry, the gold mining industry, is sitting at a decade low when it comes to gold resources and reserves on the ground. This is because we've had a prolonged bear market since 2012. And major companies have been focused on balance sheet, right? Reducing debt, reducing exploration expenditures. The less we spend, you know, and, and when we have spent more money on exploration, this was a graph that uh, BMO presented recently that I thought was fascinating. When exploration expenditures have gone up, they find less. This speaks to the fact that it's becoming harder to find those low-hanging fruits, the high-grade, easy-to-find so deposits have been explored. Be even higher than where we are now, if that's the case. I really, I really think we're going to need to see fourteen to fifteen hundred dollar gold, which could happen this year easily, okay. to really uh, bring back the exploration interest in the sector for the capital to flow yeah. back in exploration. There really hasn't been that sort of capital available, the capital for early yeah. stage and exploration. That's really been the sentiment here at the the, the VRIC that most experts are calling for fourteen hundred, fourteen twenty-five gold, mostly right. a bullish tone here. I think it's a very bullish tone here. I think it's underpinned by the action in the gold price itself. We're really flirting with that 1350 mark. I think that's a really key uh, point. Uh, be interesting to see in the coming weeks how that plays out. But look, it's a very bullish way to start the year. And it's, it's, uh, I'm excited about sort of our position with gold mining as well, because at a time when there's a shortage of gold resources and reserves, our company controls 9.5 million ounces of measured and indicated resources and over 10 million ounces of inferred resources globally between our diversified portfolio of assets. So um, should be a very interesting year. Amir Anadi, best of luck. So that was Amir Anadi talking about gold supply on top of, you know, obviously where the price of gold is and all that, all that, all of those uh, ancillary things, but record lows. Record lows as far as gold companies that can say, this is how much gold we, we've got. Now, we haven't gotten it yet, but, but it's there, right? This is what's under the ground. And you heard, and really reiterate what I've been telling you, even when they find gold, it's not that much. There's no big finds anymore. Uh, and there's not a lot of supply coming onto the market. Uh, and I think it's really going to create this, this, this perfect storm where stagflation is starting to set in here in the, in the United States and we're starting to see dollar falling, uh, rising rates. And one of the things that, that Greenspan was talking about, he was talking about our debts. Listen, rising rates, your credit card payment just went up. Your automobile payment just went up, right? Any any form of debt, student loan debt, credit card debt, uh, uh, auto loan debt, home mortgages, mortgage rates, by the way, fourth straight weekly rise in, in a row, 
uh, on mortgage rates as well. And so you're seeing uh, all of the all of the debt that's already out there, right, gets more expensive. So so you have that 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 stagflationary feel where it's like, hey, you know what, my wage. Maybe it didn't go up or it only went up a little bit, but my bills every every quarter are seemingly going higher and higher, and I can't keep up. Uh, not to mention, if, if it goes too high, the losses in the bond market. Take the time. Put some gold away. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Gold's up three thirteen forty two. Silver's actually down a little bit, uh, but, but off the lows here. Silver's down $0.10. Cents. Uh, seventeen dollars and fourteen cents. So the the twenty D the twenty dollar liberties uh, thirteen eighty five. Just I mean oh, I I've said enough about them. I, I for me of all the great prices we've done, this is probably the best one because it's the coins you don't really see and you never see this close to spot. I know a lot of you are like, hey, that's a little more than I can afford. I've got U.S. Silver Eagles. I'll tell you what, I'm going to heat them up today. Uh, and I've got these in stock, uh, $3.95. So that would be uh, $19.75. Uh, puts that at about two sixty, two sixty one over spot. So just a fantastic opportunity. I got you covered both ways. Uh, U- rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles, three ninety five. The twenty D, the twenty dollar Liberty, the eighteen sixty six, the eighteen seventy six, uh, at thirteen eighty five. The productivity of the American worker. Remember Alec Greenfield, we had the, the productivity miracle. Uh, the miracle has ended, fell in the fourth quarter by one tenth of one percent. Economists were actually expecting a pretty big gain, did not get it. Output at goods and services produced rose 3.2% in the fourth quarter. Unfortunately, hours worked rose 3.3%, which was about, you know, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes, uh, and probably not even that, about 15 minutes. So you got 3.2% more output, but it costed 3.3% more in labor. That's not a good compensation. Hourly compensation for workers. Now, they they bragged the other day. Oh, work! You know, workers are getting paid more for the first time in a long time. It did rise at one point eight percent, but after adjusting for inflation, compensation actually fell one point eight percent. It was the second straight annual decline. Now, this is out of market watch. Uh, they're the ones that that did the article, uh, and I don't know. Uh, obviously, they're not using the Fed's BS inflation rate, but uh, second straight annual decline uh, in worker compensation. And again, it's just another one of the legs of the stagflation, right? Can you think about think about every quarter your expenses rising, right? And it doesn't matter, you know. Uh, you got one credit card, three credit cards, five credit cards. They're all going to go higher. Right, you need a car. The 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 the, the pay uh, what you got to pay. The monthly payment on the car is now more expensive. The monthly payment on the student loan is more expensive. The monthly payment on your mortgage is now more expensive. Now you got gasoline prices. I thought yesterday oil would fall because we had that big build on on 
crude inventories, but there was a big drop in gasoline, and apparently that's not supposed to happen, so crude oil is rising again. Uh, Bloomberg says expect $4-plus gasoline in California, which obviously California is one of the more expensive states before Memorial Day. I've been watching gas here. Gas, uh, I drive right past the gas station on, on the corner of I-17 in Deer Valley, so that's the one I use as my gas barometer. Uh, rose another four cents from yesterday, uh, uh, and here we're, we're two thirty-three. And I don't buy gas near my house because gas near my house now is like two seventy, uh, two thirty-three, uh, right near here, right near the office here. But that was one; it was down at like two oh eight, three or four months ago. So uh, oil prices, we'll have to keep our eye on that. But productivity. Uh, the outright decline was a disappointment, especially after there was a, a, sp- uh, a spike in productivity among manufacturing firms. Uh, productivity numbers are volatile. The full-year number productivity only rose by 1.2%. So you're not seeing that productivity miracle. Uh, the big problem, lower productivity uh, again, this has been very consistent uh, in the this this ten years of recovery, um, and I'm just not seeing much change. I guess again, I'll revert back uh, to what Greenspan was talking about. When you have the amount of debt that has to be auctioned off, and you heard David Stockman, listen, we already started the year with seven hundred billion, right? You know, that was kind of hey, it's going to be. 700, and really, I thought it was going to be closer to eight, but we'll use his 700. You had uh, 280 billion now for the tax cut. How much of that we give? Let's go crazy and say we get 80 billion of it back. That's still 200 billion. Then you had 100 billion uh, for the disasters, right? We had, you know, Puerto Rico and, and Florida, and it was a Texas. I can't remember. I think it was Texas, but. Uh, the big disasters this year, that was another $100 billion. Uh, then you had some appropriations bills for another $100 billion, and all of a sudden, you know, you've got all of this debt issuance on top of the entitlement problem. Then you start factoring in the fact that, you know, the, the, the Federal Reserve is not rolling over all of their bonds, right? So they have $4.5 trillion worth of bonds, and now by... By the end of the year, they're supposed to be selling $50 billion, or well, I shouldn't be selling, but not rolling over $50 billion a month, right? So that means that's another $50 billion on top of that they have to sell, on top of all the student debt financing, on top of all of the, the FHA-type houses and all of those other things. Uh, it's going to be very, very difficult uh, to keep these interest rates uh, in check. I don't know how they're going to do it. You know, we talked yesterday, they're trying to load up on the lower end. Uh, it's just too much. It's just too many to sell. And, and now you're going to see a lot of the, unfortunately, what I think you're going to see is a lot of the benefit of the tax cuts going to be going towards, oh, yeah, my credit card payment just went up another $25. Right? Then in a couple months later, it goes up another 25 and another 25 Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on this Thursday. 
the twenty dollar, the twenty D, the Type Two twenty dollar Liberties, those are the super old ones, eighteen sixty six to eighteen seventy six. Uh, at thirteen eighty five, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles cutting them way back uh, down to three ninety five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I'm still looking. Uh, if you're looking at uh, maybe a side hustle and joining forces with us here at the Patriot Trading Group, uh, I'm looking for a person in Colorado, and then one person not in Arizona and not in Colorado. Uh, somewhere where we can uh, look to do some future expansions with. Uh, I think I've got the Phoenix market covered here. Uh, but give me a call if you're interested at 800-951-0592. And uh, we can talk about the, de- some of you, the, the details. Some of you have emailed me. It's too complicated. You, you're gonna, we're going to have to actually physically have a conversation because you can't just can't type all that stuff. So uh, give me a call and... and uh, Really, I think it's a great opportunity uh, to to get involved in the next leg that's going to come here in the gold market. Uh, I just can't do it by myself. You know what? It's too hard. You know, I remember thinking back, you know what? Eric had Robbie for all of those years. Uh, then me and Eric were together for all of the those years. And, and I just can't do it all by myself. Uh, so I'm looking at, you know, adding, uh, you know, three or four equity partners, uh, you know, not a big investment, something that's affordable, uh, and then uh, trying to grow from there. So if you're interested in that, uh, give me a call at 800-951-0592. Uh, and you absolutely, if you want to uh, use your holdings as your investment, you can do that, uh, and I'll give you all the details on that. Uh, right now, quick look, Dow's having a, a, a nice day. It, it's actually bounced around. It's actually on the high side right now. It's up 89 points. Uh, the dollar is down again today. We've been watching the dollar again, back below 88.77 uh, on the dollar. So, you, again, we've got this. You know, very predictable, at least in my eyes, where we've got rising rates and a falling dollar, uh, a lot of debt to be sold, a lot of things that I think are going to lead us into the stagflation, uh, primarily all of the, especially the credit card debt. Just everything gets more expensive. You know, obviously a home purchase more expensive. If you have any type of adjustable rate, anything all of those payments get more expensive, uh, and uh, I guess wow, Bitcoin just fell below nine thousand, uh, and then I don't want to talk a lot about that, but I just saw it hit the headlines. Uh, the Dow's up a hundred, uh, gold's up three, three and a half now, thirteen forty-two and change. Uh, silver seventeen dollars and thirteen cents. Uh, rolls of silver eagles again at three ninety-five. And I didn't talk about it, and I needed to get to it. Uh, David Morgan. Uh, those of you that follow uh, him, he's a very legendary uh, guy in the precious metals market, uh, forecasting a 10% rise in gold this year to 1450, a 20% rise in silver. So he says silver is going to double gold's performance. Uh, so while you're picking up some $20 Ds, pick up uh, pick up a few rolls of silver eagles as well. 800. Nine five one zero five nine two. Remember, tomorrow's the jobs number. 
Uh, they're expecting about 185,000 or so, and I, I don't have any reason to doubt. I don't know what the number is going to be. Uh, and I don't even know what would be a good number or a bad number. We'll all have to wait and find out together. Everybody take care. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. If you're heading out to the open, have a great time, but not too good. We'll, be, we'll talk again tomorrow.